I'm Steve Tarano. Welcome to Body Performance, the podcast designed to help you reach your weight loss, fitness, and bodybuilding goals. Last episode, we talked about protein and protein needs. Today, we're going to talk about what to eat after a workout, and we're also going to talk about how your calories are burned, and more accurately, how many calories are burned during a workout. It is going to surprise you. I'm going to go out on a limb and say there isn't one person listening to this podcast who hasn't seen somebody sucking down a protein shake after their workout. You see them in the gym, you see them in the locker room, guys are instantly mixing up their protein shakes so they can suck it down, I mean, seconds after the workout. I was in the gym and some dude's eating tuna fish and rice in the locker room. As somebody who's eaten his fair share of tuna fish and rice, I couldn't think of something more disappointing to eat or a more disgusting place to eat it. But guys just don't seem to understand that protein is not that critical after a workout. There is so much misinformation and myth surrounding protein shakes and eating protein after a workout. You hear guys say things like, you got to have a protein shake right after you work out or your workout is going to be a waste. If you don't have protein right after your workout, you're not going to build any muscle. Nothing could be further from the truth. Do you honestly think that after some type of exertion, you're going to have to eat protein in order to maintain your muscularity or your muscle mass? That is totally inaccurate. We are building and replacing cells throughout our body 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And there are trillions of cells in our body, including muscle cells. And these are being constantly repaired all the time, not just because you ate protein and not just because you worked out. I'm not saying protein shakes are bad. I'm just saying that guys in the gym, bodybuilders, their obsessiveness with getting a protein shake seconds after they set the weight down borders on moronic. Clean your ass up, wash your hands, get in the car, go home, and have your protein shake. Or actually, a protein shake is not the best thing to have. You know what the best thing to have is? Some type of sweet drink. Because what we're trying to do after a workout is not build muscle instantly. What we're trying to do is get ready for the next workout. We are going to prepare our muscles and our body to help with our next workout. And that's going to be the process of replacing glycogen or sugar or energy. What we want to do is replace the energy in the muscle so we have energy to work out next time or the next day. And that additional energy is also going to help us repair our muscles. It's going to put that protein to use repairing and building your muscles. So you can see how what I mentioned in a prior podcast that carbohydrates are just as important as protein because they put the protein to use building muscle. There are a few exceptions to this rule. If you are overweight, if you are dieting, or if you don't train intensely on a regular or frequent basis, you do not need a sugary drink after your workout. It'll just be additional calories you're trying to lose in order to get in shape. And again, if your workout is not very intense, or even if it is intense, but it doesn't occur on a frequent basis, meaning every day, you just don't need that kind of sugary drink. And the purpose of that sugary drink is to speed the glycogen replacement process. I'm sure you've heard that you have a two-hour window after your workout, and guys sort of mistake that with, oh, I have a two-hour window to build muscle. That's not correct. 
you have a two-hour window where the body is more receptive or the muscles are more receptive to absorbing and replacing the glycogen that was used during your workout. After those two hours, the glycogen replacement process is much slower. This is why within the first two hours after your workout, you want to have some type of sugary drink, like Gatorade. Six or eight ounces of Gatorade just to help replace the glycogen or replace the glycogen faster. Let me give you some examples. You ever have a great week of working out? Let's say you work out Monday through Friday. You take Saturdays and Sundays off. And Monday, you are killing it. Tuesday, you feel great. Wednesday, wonderful. Thursday, Friday, great week of working out. Monday comes, and you just don't have the same snap as you did the previous week. Your strength is a little off. Your power is just not there. You're kind of missing one or two reps. And Monday is good, but not great. Again, Tuesday, okay, not as good as the previous week, and the week follows the same. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you're strong, stronger than the average guy, but just not at your maximum. And then the next week comes, and you're back to your old self. What is going on? Why are you having these fluctuations in performance in the gym? It's typically a function of the fact that you are not able to replace the glycogen quickly enough during those big weeks of lifting. Week one, you have a great week, but then by the time the second week rolls around, come Monday, instead of starting off with a full tank at 100%, you start off with a tank at about 90 or 95% full. Good enough to be lifting better than the average guy, but not the same as crushing it. Typically what happens is during the week, you're not replacing glycogen, and over the weekend, if you do any type of activity other than lying around on the couch you're using glycogen as well, and the replacement process is just not occurring fast enough. So that's why the second week, you kind of feel punky. And then maybe the third week, you feel good again because that weekend, you rested, you relaxed, you didn't go to the beach, you weren't in the sun eight hours a day, you didn't play eight hours of softball, you rested, and your body had a chance to replace the glycogen and refill your muscles. And this is the reason why you have a few ounces of Gatorade after a workout. Again, if you're trying to lose weight, we're trying to cut all the calories we can. So we're not going to have a sugary drink after a workout. If you're dieting, no sugary drink. If you're not necessarily crushing it in the gym and you have a few days in between workouts, those few days allow your body to recover and replace the glycogen in the muscle so you don't have to worry. When you're hammering it out every day, day after day, weight training, doing cardio, and you're just not feeling it, it's simply because you're not replacing the glycogen fast enough to keep up with your workouts. And you don't necessarily have to have Gatorade, any type of sweetened drink, whether it's a a juice or an iced tea, that's all fine. What we're trying to do is just get some sugar in you after your workout. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about where and how your body burns calories. When you hear people talk about their cardio, And they said, wow, I burned 900 calories on the treadmill today. I can have a beer. And I think, wow, you did not burn 900 calories on the treadmill or the elliptical or the Stairmaster. But this is where people fall into a trap. They look at the treadmill. They incline it one, two, three degrees. They speed it up from three and a half to four miles an hour. And it looks like they're burning seven, eight, nine hundred calories an hour. And nothing could be further from the truth. Let me give you some numbers about how calories are utilized in the body and then how many calories you burn. About 60 to 70% of your calories that you eat every day 
are utilized by your metabolism or your basal metabolic rate. These are calories that are used just to keep you alive. Think about all the metabolic processes that are occurring in your body 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Thinking, breathing, your heart rate, enzymes, proteins, things being created, broken down, repair. All those things require a ton of calories. And they use a lot of calories over a long period of time. So let's say a woman who is lying in a coma over a 24-hour period, she would still need about eight or 900 calories a day in order to stay alive. And this is why they put people on IV drips in order to keep them alive. Even though they're lying there doing nothing, their body still needs calories and nutrients for all the metabolic activities that are occurring that we don't necessarily see. Then we use about 10 to 15% of our calories digesting things. Yes, it actually takes calories to digest calories to utilize calories. And then we use up probably another 10 to 15% of our daily calorie intake in movement. Getting up, showering, walking to the car, going to the office, sitting around, being on Facebook, all those things. So when you add up all these calories, about 70% for metabolism, 10 to 15 for digestion, about 10 to 15 for movement, and that's where all your calories go. But think about if 1% or 2% of those calories were not burned. 2% of 1,500 calories or 2% of 2,000 calories that you might eat during the day is 30 to 40 calories each day that are unburned, which would be 3 to 4 pounds gained in a year or about 30 to 40 pounds gained after 10 years, which is typically how weight gain occurs, the slow gradual accumulation of a small amount of calories over a long period of time. The question then becomes, how many calories do I burn during my workout if the treadmill and the Stairmaster are lying to me? Think about this. And this is where I always have problems. When I tell people these statistics, they look at me like I'm crazy, like I just made them up. Olympic marathoners run 26 miles in two hours. This means they're running 13 miles in an hour, and they're also running 13 miles an hour. And after they've completed their marathon they've only burned about 1,300 calories. That is really hard to believe. It's really hard for the average person to wrap their head around that. People think, man, I am exercising hard. I should be utilizing tons of calories. And if this were the case, if your body utilized calories quickly, you would not survive. The human species wouldn't survive because we'd be blowing through calories left and right. We wouldn't be able to survive those days or those hours where we didn't find food. Now compare that to your workout in the gym, your 30 minutes of cardio on the treadmill, your 20 minutes on the recumbent bike, or jogging for 20 minutes. Not the same. Now don't get me wrong. Cardio is important and it's effective and it's beneficial. It helps improve your cardiovascular performance and it burns some additional calories in the gym. What I'm saying is, is we are just not burning that many calories during cardio. Not enough for us to go bonkers at night or on the weekends. And we're burning even less when we weight lift. Because remember, you pick up a weight, you lift for 10, 15, 20 seconds, and then you rest for two or three minutes, and then you do it again. So calorie utilization is even less when you weight lift. But those calories that you do utilize when you work out, lifting weights, do go to your total calorie usage, and they go to staving off weight gain and getting you in shape. 
On my next episode, we'll talk about increasing your bench press as well as increasing all your lifts and how building additional muscle doesn't necessarily burn additional calories or speed up your metabolism. I'm Steve Tarano, and this is Body Performance.